Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Welcome to part four of my four-part series on the fundamental things every parent needs to understand. In part one, I talked about it's not about your kids, it's about you. And I'm going to be coming back to that in part four today. Part two was all about what every child needs. Part three, celebrating your child's uniqueness. And today, learning to look beneath the behavior. So in part two, I mentioned a few of the classic behaviors that we often are um, confronted by with our children. Crying and whining. Those are a couple of pretty common ones. Now we have to look at why a child might be crying or whining. And there's an unmet need beneath the surface. Remember, beneath every behavior is an unmet need. And it's up to us to look beneath the surface to work out what that need is. So the communicate the behavior is a means of communication. The child is communicating in a way in order to feel seen, heard, worthy, loved. They belong and they matter. Remember in part three, I talked to part two and three, I talked about that. So what, what is it that they might be trying to get more of? And it could be attention. You might have a child that says no, wants the blue cup whenever you give them a red cup. They don't let you do the laces. They have to do it all themselves. They're wanting to exert control, not to be controlling and bad, but in order to feel capable. Their needs are not being met. There's something going on that is making them feel inadequate. And it might be that you're a very organized mom who controls all the things and you have a child that doesn't want all that control because they feel someone else controlling them is making them feel less capable. So we have to look at what the unmet need is. There might be a need to be perfect because your child doesn't feel good enough unless they attach to this the illusion of perfection. It might be that they need to be compliant and pleased because they don't have the confidence to say what they really want. So what is beneath the surface? Because often... Um, these kids that are, are, they seem like, oh, everyone wants these kids. They're like, whatever mom says they'll do. They have everything done. They're organized. But often it's this need to please others before themselves. They're getting their needs met by pleasing other people rather than pleasing themselves. And you might be saying, yeah, but it's narcissistic to please yourself. No, it's not. We have to meet our own needs and we have to meet our children's needs. So what we see and focus on is the is the behavior and we need to focus on more than that we need to focus on what's beneath the surface and in 
In part one, I talked about it's not about your kids, it's about you. So yes, the child is behaving and yes, we have to focus on our child. But we focus on the wrong things. When we focus on the child and the behavior on the surface, we miss the needs. When we focus just on the child, we're not thinking about ourselves and how we are showing up. So we have to tie all these things in together. And so we're going to discuss the iceberg a bit more here. I've talked about how a parent's behavior is an iceberg. And I went through that in part one. And today in part four, I'm going to be talking about how your child's behavior is an iceberg. So think about it. An iceberg, you see, I think it's a seventh of it. So one seventh of the iceberg, you see this beautiful white um, icy structure above the surface. But beneath the surface is seven times that. Think of the little iceberg you see as being your child's behavior. The tantrums, disrespect, talking back, not listening, being argumentative, fighting, lying, crying, controlling, whining, defiance, aggression, anything. Those are the surface behaviors. They're on the surface. But beneath every behavior is an unmet need. So we need to go beneath the surface. And I'm going to attach two PDFs to the notes in this podcast so that you can download uh, these uh, images that I've got of of exactly this. They're pretty cool, actually. And you could print them out and stick them on your fridge. It's just a great reminder that when we get all focused with the own, with the part we can see, we miss the big picture. We miss the context. Then our children are not seen, heard, feel worthy, that they, they matter, that they belong. And with that, they then um, don't feel good about themselves and we can't meet their needs. So it's this whole kind of spiral we get into if we focus on the wrong things. So let's look at some of the behaviours. Your teen ignores you. You come in, your teenager is sitting at the island in the kitchen. You ask them something, they totally ignore you. How do you feel? And in that moment, it, it can be easy to say, hey, excuse me, I'm speaking to you. Please listen. But before you say that, just think, hmm, he totally ignored me. I wonder what's going on. Get curious. Be Chief Inspector Clouseau of Behaviour. Why might they be ignoring you? Well, your teen might not feel seen by you, so is choosing to ignore you back. And it's not because you... You could say, yes, well, I, I saw him when I walked in the door. I greeted him. No, it's been going on. This is a pattern. So it might be that. Or your tween does the amazing bad eye roll towards the ceiling. You know what that is. You know, you look at them and say something and they go, whatever, and look at the ceiling with this indignant look on their face. Why is it? Why are they doing that? And if we can stay curious, watch ourselves, not be triggered and not go into that fight, flight or freeze reactive state ourselves, we can go beneath and we can be curious as to what might be going on. It might be that they're frustrated with something. Maybe they, they, could, they, they got a bad mark in their test or they've been given homework by three different teachers and they're overwhelmed. But this is how they deal with it. And you might say it's disrespectful, you might say it's rude, but the bottom line is this is what they've done and they need help. They need help knowing this is not a the best behavior to choose and they need guided, but before that they need to be seen and validated and heard. So we can say to them, you know, you look like you're really frustrated right now. They'll be like, yeah, I don't want to talk. Okay, I understand. 
I respect that. Tell me when you need to talk because I'm here. And maybe they'll storm off. Maybe they'll just sit there. But they move out of it pretty quickly. And then you can help them through it, sitting with them, not reacting to it. So why might your um, elementary school kid, might, why might your seven-year-old not listen very much? We need to get curious. Well, they might not feel heard. So because they're not feeling heard enough, they might shut you out. Or they might talk back to you in order to feel more heard because they're not feeling heard enough. That could be the reason. Sure, it might just be that they're distracted and they're on their phones and so they didn't hear you. But so often we jump to conclusions as parents and I think it's good to be able to get curious. So why is it that there's sibling rivalry? Why do your kids fight all the time? So get curious, go beneath the surface. What is the unmet need? The unmet need is always attention when it comes to sibling rivalry. There's no other need there. They want attention and they want you on side. And they're both fighting with each other to get you on side. So there's all sorts of amazing th ways that you can deal with this and totally eradicate. Not eradicate because I think part of sibling rivalry is a normal thing. And they need to be able to learn how to resolve conflict. But when it's going on and on and on and it's become a pattern of behavior, there are things you can do. So either give me a shout and I'll help you or look in the podcast uh, listings and you'll see a few on sibling rivalry but they're not getting attention so they are having a fight in order to get the attention or maybe feel superior maybe they're not feeling good enough so if they get the attention and they fight they feel strong and tough and and bigger than and better than um, so there's some ideas there with regard to sibling rivalry Let's go to a teenage one because there might be a few mums of teenagers listening. So why is it your teen might seem dismissive? Get curious. What's the unmet need? Maybe they're not feeling understood or maybe they're not feeling worthy. And if you're not feeling good about yourself and you're not feeling worthy, you kind of can be a bit kind of <laughs> dismissive, whatever, not very enthusiastic, unmotivated. So we have to learn to not take the surface behavior personally and learn how to keep our cool. And I speak to this in the Chaos Cure, which is my new course, new online parenting course. And it's all about how we can tame our reactivity or notice it so that we can actually go beneath the surface in order to understand why our children are behaving the way they are and that it's a means of communication so that we can meet their needs. There's tons of things we can do here. And again, remember in part one, I talked about our, our own parenting. Our behavior is an iceberg. And what are our unmet needs? So in the chaos cure, we talk a lot about unmet needs. What are they? And they could show up in, in all the ways of we're not looking after ourselves, we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not. So when we don't do that, when we don't exercise, when we don't eat well, we don't feel good about ourselves. We don't feel worthy. Therefore, when our child then is unappreciative of something, we're triggered by it because we're not feeling appreciate. We don't appreciate ourselves. We're not feeling worthy ourselves. So when our child does something that triggers this deep wound in us, we react to them. So we have to be able to take care of these things. Self-care is one. Boundaries is another. Boundaries is huge. We have to be able to set kick-ass good boundaries. 
And when we don't, what happens? When you've gone, no, you're not having that. No, I said no. No, no, no. Okay, yes. When you go, okay, yes, to three no's that you said, you feel shit about yourself. It doesn't feel good. Back into that same spiral. When you don't feel good about yourself, then your kid does something. It triggers it within you. So you can see how it's just this mirroring of unmet needs. So until we know what our our unmet needs are, and it could be dealing with the guilt, being more organized, unscheduling the overscheduled child. We know sometimes we're just our kids were doing too much with them or we've signed them up for too much. They can't cope. They're overwhelmed. It's all chaotic. Our mental chaos, the physical chaos, it's all too much. That's why the course is called the Chaos Cure. We need to learn to be present. We can't be present when we're in our heads all the time, worrying about things we haven't done, things we should have done. So if you want to learn to be more present and show up in a less reactive way with your kids, then hopefully these podcasts are helping you, especially this four-part series, and that you're getting a, an idea of all the things you can do and that we, I really believe that we need to understand in order to meet our child's needs. So I hope you found this series interesting and helpful and that will empower you to make some changes. And if you really just want to take a leap of faith, go and sign up for the Chaos Cure. You've still got a few more days before it starts. It's released one module a week. Each module is about half an hour. It's really not a long time. And it's released one a week over six weeks. There's Facebook groups, there's live Q&As. It's going to be amazing. So I hope to see some of you in the course. And uh, you can find it at thechaoscure.net. I'll put a link in the podcast notes as well as the uh, behavior PDF documents that I have created just for you. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.